makes the bad man stop. This bad man will never stop. This is Tim. This is Online Big Blue. Bring you the best of New York Jacks. Fuck Entertainment. Oh, we want to talk about a little things going on here today. It's a Thursday. Why am I doing a Thursday video? Why not? We want to talk about Dexter Lawrence. We want to talk about uh, the Washington Commanders. We just want to talk about a plethora of topics. And um, I want to thank all the people that have reached out to me recently because um, I've had some subscribers, and I guess people that aren't really subscribers, send me emails and DMs just, you know, thanking me for doing the show for the last three years, all, all that fun stuff, and I really do appreciate that. Uh, and I've had people ask me to, you know, maybe expand my horizons and do other things like go on Twitter spaces and stuff like that, which I've been doing because I've been getting invited to do these things. And um, some other giant people in the Giants community have reached out me to me to do things. And normally I turned them all down besides Bad Dog. But I did a Twitter space yesterday. Um, the next time I jump on a Twitter space, I'll try to give everyone a little bit more of advanced notice uh, so you can jump on. because they're, they're a lot of fun just talking with different Giant fans and people that are not familiar with the channel. I've had some other people in the you know Giants stratosphere reach out to me about reference to doing either uh, like a live stream or a podcast or something like that. And, uh, you know, that's great. And like I said, I normally never did them, but I'm going to do them. I'll give everyone a heads up when I'm going on someone else's channel or I want to jump back into the Twitter space. I like the Twitter space because it just feels like I'm in outer space. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why I pushed that button. want to talk about Dexter Lawrence because this is old news and I know it's old news, but I saw this Dexter Lawrence's challenges Giants teammates to do a little bit more. You're this late into the season. What are you challenging guys to do a little bit more? That can, this concerns me a little bit. The Giants, of course, got uh, killed with 235 yards rushing by the Philadelphia Eagles. It was embarrassing. Dexter Lawrence even said it's not just embarrassing. It's it, it completely, it completely unacceptable and can't happen again if the Giants on playing on making any type of postseason run. Lawrence came out and says, if you can't handle, it can't happen because we'll lose. He told reporters. You have to execute and do your job. We all have to be aware, play good technique and what plays are coming and how to defend them. Okay. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Said, just continue to challenge the guys around us and ourselves, challenge each other's challenge guys to watch a little bit more, study a little bit with their matchups. It's just doing what we're already do just a little bit more type of thing. That's how you'll see it change in your play, your confidence, and your belief. Dexter Lawrence points out this, and I laugh a little bit because Dexter Lawrence's play a little bit has dropped. And he is he, they are running into the interior of the line. A lot of times they were going off tackle left, off tackle right, up the middle. Now, a lot of times now they're just going up the middle. The strength of this team was supposed to be Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Even when Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams were paired together, that was never the strength of this team. And I've made this comment before, especially for your defensive ends, or not really defensive ends, for your nose tackles. Dexter Lawrence right now has more assists than solo tackles. And I've pointed this out about linebackers too, and this is an old adjective going back to the day. And it's one of those things that your nose tackle should have more tackles than assists. Why? But even if it's a small amount, they should have like maybe, you know, 55 tackles, solo tackles, that is. And let's say, you know, not 55 side number, but let's say they should have like 55 solos and like 48 or 45 assists. Dexter Lawrence is the opposite. But why? You asked him, why is that? Because he is at the point of attack. 
it's telling me that if he has more assists than tackles, the players are getting into the running back is getting into the second level. The running back is getting past Leonard Williams and Leonard Marsh and Leonard Marshall. I had Leonard Marshall on the mind because he's always at the Giants games, but they are getting past Dexter Lawrence and they're getting past that interior of the line. And I've said this a million times before. Take Crowder last year. Everyone was like, he had like 120 tackles. But he had like 20 more assists than he had solo tackles, which tells me he is not at the point of attack. He is doing the pylon. He is jumping on the pile after the play is made, after the initial contact. He is not creating that initial contact. And that is the problem Dexter Lawrence is having right now. Same with the rest of the interior of the line. They are getting into the second level, and Dexter is not helping making the play until contact is made in the second level. And I'm not saying that he is not having a good season. I'm not saying that he is having not having a Pro Bowl season. He's got his six tackles. He's got his 50-plus, uh, excuse me, his six sacks, his 50-plus tackles. I'm not saying that. But his play has dropped exponentially in the last couple of weeks, and it's been slowly declining. It's not because just because Leonard Williams is not there. King of the almost sack. It's the fact that teams understand that you can run on this Giants line. You can run into the interior of the line. Because also the fact that they know if you get past that interior part of the line, our middle linebackers are so weak that you can probably get some extra yardage. That's why the Giants interior of the line is being attacked. And then I hate it because the fact that they attack the interior, then they just go off tackle. Because our linebackers don't know how to set the edge. The linebackers don't know how to hold their assignment. And you have a lot of guys that are more defensive end minded than the, that are as outside linebackers. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not bashing cave on Thibodeau. I'm just saying he is a rookie and he's learning how to play. But the factor is this team can be run on this team can be run on in the middle. And I don't think Dexter Lawrence coming out and challenging his teammates to do a little bit more is going to really help. It's not a bad thing, but I, I just think it's not a helpful thing. And I'm not saying it shows animosity or, or discontent within the locker room, but he's one of the, yes, he is one of the 10 captains. And I did say 10 captains on this team. So it's, it, you need a locker room presence. But the problem is when your play is what's kind of leading the issues, that's where the problem is. You can't, you know what they, they always say, you, you can't talk, you know, you can't talk, you know, bullshit. You can't talk shit. Unless you back it up. They say, I'm cocky. And I say, what? I don't even brag a motherfucker if you back it up. The problem is right now, Dexter's not backing it up. Dexter's being run on. Dex- they are attacking the interior part of the line, which is supposed to be the strength. Teams are attacking there. They're attacking the interior of the line. So that's what we need to look at. Yes, he has a career high in 55 tackles, 21 quarterback hits, six sacks, two pass defended, one force fumbles, and a partridge, six sacks and a pear tree. But right now, like I said, his level has dropped. His level is dropped in the last four weeks. Now, it could be a multitude of mitigating factors, but all I'm saying is it, I just find it interesting right now that he comes out and says these things. I want to talk about a little bit about the Giants injury reports and things that are going on because it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. I was going to talk about Odell Beckham, but that's just a joke. I've, I have been telling people about Odell Beckham for the last, I don't know, five weeks, that he's not coming back till 2023. You had an ACL tear in February. The average return is anywhere between 12 to 14 months, except for Adrian Peterson, who is just superhuman. So there was no way he was coming back. Well, he's coming back for the playoffs. No, he's not coming back for the playoffs. He's not. 
but it's it's just it's just one of those things that people just want to talk about. People just wanted to to have that be part of the conversation that you're bringing back the FOMO giant. But at this point in time, it's it's just not going to happen. And anyone that knew anything knew that he was not coming back in 2023. It was just plain and simple. You're expecting a guy who's coming off his second ACL, who's going on the wrong side of 30, is now going to come out and all of a sudden be that big missing factor for the Giants when the Giants are not a passing team. The Giants are a run-first team. I want to talk about the injury report like I mentioned a moment ago. You got big old Joshua didn't practice. Or Roy Jackson didn't practice. Richie James did not practice. Dexter Lawrence did not practice, but it was not injury-related. It was rest. Shaylin Muir with the toe didn't practice. Neither did Julian Love, but again, that was not injury-related. It was just a rest. Uh, Jihadi Ward, somehow he got came out with a concussion. Bellinger was limited practice with the ribs. Say with Nick McLeod, Mr. Smith, uh, Leonard Williams with the neck, and Mick, uh, Miss, excuse me, Mr. McFadden with the neck and the ankle. Uh, on the commander side, Antonio Gibson was limited. Um, let's see if anyone else that we, uh, let's see. Andrew Norwell was limited as well. Uh, Brian Johnson jr. Was out quad with the limited. Everyone was basically was limited. Montez sweat. There was, there was no, uh, no, there was no, did not participate or did not play, uh, on the Washington commander side. Um, it's going to be interesting Sunday. It really is. People ask me all the time, do you think that, you know, what do you think? You think the Giants are going to win? It's a primetime game. We all know Daniel Jones' record in primetime. Do you think that um, the Giants are going to push through? It's a tough road to hoe on a Sunday night at 820 in Washington against another team that is going into the playoffs. I I think that is is a tough road to hoe. I'm laughing because I'm reading something. and I'm reading some stuff right here. And it's four players the Giants must retain this offseason. I just laugh because this person says the Giants are set to have more than $55 million in cap space. I've been saying the Giants will have $55 million in cap space now for, I don't know, two months going off the current contract situation. Now people seem to be coming around. I'll, you know, you can go to these cap sites and they're great and all, but they don't take into the – uh, they don't take into consideration multitudes of cap issues and multitudes of cap factors, which is why their numbers are never 100% correct. Uh, I don't always like to brag, but I, you know what? I do brag all the time because um, I'm cocky and I say, what are you bragging, motherfucker? You can back it up. Um, my numbers have usually only been off by 100 grand each way over or under. So I just find it funny now where I see sites saying, you know, they have 55, over, a little over 50 million in cap space. I love it because one of the I love it because one of the people they say they want to bring back is Sterling Shepard. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Let's bring back an injury prone guy, Nick Gates. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. The interior of the offensive line has been terrible at times. Um, not that I'm against Nick Gates, but I'm not bringing Nick Gates back. Julian Love, I can see bring bring back Julian Love, but you know what? Julian Love is going to have to come back on a team friendly deal because honestly, his play has also dropped exponentially over the last four games. And it's interesting that the, his play has dropped as coincided with Dexter Lawrence's play, which has dropped as we have gone through and started hitting into the money part of the schedule where we're starting to play really good teams. And I love the other one is we're bringing back Daniel Jones. I love it. Forget whether or not Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback. There's so many reasons on why letting go Jones in the offseason is not wise. For starters, the Giants are currently set to pick 23. I love it. I love that the fact that these people, their thought process is, well, we're picking 23rd, so there's no way we can get a quarterback. Uh, it's Bob from Buffalo. Yeah, Tim, you don't know what the hell you're talking about because uh, the Giants picked 23rd, and there's like no way 
we can get a quarterback because no quarterback was who was not taken in the first round has ever gone on to success or won a Super Bowl. That's what I hear in my head. Russell Wilson, third round, Tom Brady. You know, just a few of the guys who are quarterbacks in this league who were picked not within the top 10. You are more likely to pick a quarterback who fails in the top 10 than you are to pick one that succeeds. But that's okay. There are no stupid questions, only stupid people. And I just love because that's their thought process. Well, we can't, we can't pick a quarterback at 23. We can't. We just can't. No quarterback ever taken below the top 10 is any good. I'm going to tell you this. Dable and Shane have something in their mind. And I'm going to tell you why Daniel Jones is not going to be back. And you can book it. You can guarantee it. I love when people say, well, when he is back, are you going to come back and say you're wrong? Yeah, I will come back and say I'm wrong. I'll do a video saying I'm wrong if they sign Daniel Jones. But here's my question to you. Are you ever going to come to me and say I was right? No. Because too many motherfuckers don't sack up, especially when they're wrong. And people get mad at me that I don't change my opinion. I don't change my convictions just because of the prevailing wins. I change my, I don't ever, I change my convictions on facts. Not because of the fact that this is what I feel that they should do because he's our quarterback. Some people got to grow up. But just because they're not picking in the top 10 doesn't mean you can't get a quarterback. Shane and Dable have an idea. Shane and Dable know what's going on. They have a guy in their minds that they're going to go get. And you know what? When you know it's your guy, you go get your guy. Ask Ernie Acorsi when he got Eli Manning. I've told Ernie Acorsi, John Elway story a bazillion times. I told the Eli Manning story a bazillion times. I'm not going to get into that story again. But when you see your guy, you go get them. And that's what they're going to do. I guarantee, I guarantee it. Because you want to win with your guys. You want to lose with your guys. And I've said it another times. I'll say it in a million games. Another man's trash is sometimes just another man's trash. You've had two head coaches, three offensive coordinators now that have all made Daniel Jones do the exact same things. They have yet to change the offensive game plan. There is a reason for that. There's a rationale for that because they do not believe in his ability. That's what it is. So just signing him because of the fact that there's no one that we could get at 23 sounds stupid does not make logical football sense. And on that note, we're going to end it. This is Tim. This is Online Big Blue. Bring you the best in New York Giants sports talk. And as always, if you like, subscribe. If you're ringing that button, you